It's amazing what God will do if you just let him. Let him. I remind you, I may have, some of you have heard this before. If you have, okay. If you haven't, I'll tell you anyway. I said, what do you expect out of me? And Larry said, just show up. Just show up. I've tried to show up. But better and more than that, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to show up. You want to have church? Let the Holy Spirit show up. You want to have good singing? Let the Holy Spirit show up. You want to have good preaching? Let the Holy Spirit show up. He uses people, and we got to show up. Be there. If you can't be there, send somebody. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark. By surprise this morning, I uh, got to teach a wonderful Sunday school class. I won't say that the lesson was that wonderful. It was according to the Word of God, but um, on the spare of the moment, I, I praise God for being able to been in the class that I was in and to have who we had and for their response. So class, thank you for uh, tolerating this this morning and, and then having to hear it again. But you only have to pay one time, so you know, that's two for the price of one, at least. But Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. If you feel like standing, uh, that'll be fine. If you don't, it's okay to remain seated. Mark 5, 25 through 34. <clears throat> Some of you will find yourself in the place where this woman was. Mark 5, 25. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was not any better, but rather became worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, that is, the power, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? How can you know? And he looked about to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Lord, again we ask you to touch us. Speak through us. Lord, you know what we all need to hear this morning, and I pray that what we hear... We will take it and use it for your glory and for your honor because without you we're nothing, 
but with you we can do all things. So I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. As we see in this scripture, the woman was beyond help. We know some people like that. According to the scripture, she had tried everything except going to Jesus. I know that she knew him. I know that she had heard him preach. No doubt had seen him perform miracles. But like some of us sometimes, I don't want to trouble him. I, I can handle this. It's just like some of us. She'd been suffering, the Bible says, 12 years. I don't know what this issue of blood was. It may have been a type of leukemia as we know it today. No cure. Just treatments after treatment after treatment. And then to die. As we look at her life, we first of all, we, we see her in debt. The Bible says, uh, look at verse 25 and 26 again. And a certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things and many physicians. She spent everything she had and was li- really worse now than she was to start with. Spent it all. She was in debt. Some of you have been there. Doctor after doctor, spending after spending. Treatment after treatment. She spent all she had. In worse shape than it was when she started. Disheartening. Many people are like that today. Almost everything sometimes we make goes to, uh, to doctors and, and medicine. And we become no better. No better. Not only was she in debt, but she had a dream. You know, our dream is to, is to feel good, isn't it? Hey, our dream is to, is to feel physically good to where we can do some things. Uh, you know, I can't do like I used to and don't ever expect to. But I would like to have a few good days, just uh, painless days without having to take a, another peel, okay? Another peel. It's amazing. Uh, I've been on this Nexium for quite some time. And the purple pill, you know what it is. You know how much it costs. It's not cheap. <laughs> Had it refilled this week. I opened it up. I told Lynn, I said, there is something wrong. She said, what? That pill is as blue as Mac's shirt. Well, I read on it. It wasn't the same name. It didn't say Nexium, but it did say the same milligram. I told Lynn, I said, well, I'm going to see. Well, so far... It's not quite as good as the other one. So if things don't get better, I'm going to go back and say, look, I want the purple pill. You know, well, Lynn said it's generic. Well, I don't care what it is. Why do you want to change? If something's working, leave it alone. But the woman was having trouble. She was in debt. But listen, she had a dream. Verse 27, the first part. She had heard of Jesus. Heard about him. She had this dream, if I can just get to him. She had a dream. She heard he was in town. 
She wanted to see him. So she not only was in debt and had a dream, she had a desire. She wanted to get to where he was. <coughs> well, according to the scripture, there was a lot of people following him. Talks about the press. Wasn't a newspaper folk, it was people crowded around him so, pushing, shoving. And I guess she thought, man, wow, it's a crowd, what am I going to do? I've spent everything I've got, I have nothing to offer him, nothing. Debt, dream, desire, her desire was to be healed. In the book of Leviticus, it talks about if a person had an issue with, with blood, that they were sort of uh, an outcast, they, they were considered unclean. So she was not only dealing with her debt, she'd spent everything, and she had this desire and this dream, but she was also dealing with um, being an outcast and all alone. And I'm satisfied on that day as she pushed to try to get through the crowd. She probably heard voices like, what is she doing? Get, don't touch her. And you want to get sick, you just touch her. She pushed. And she pushed because of her desire. You know, sometimes we give up on our desire because it becomes so tough. Listen, y'all, we can't afford to quit. We can't afford to give up. If we spend it all, listen, do you not have a desire and a dream and, and to push forth? And so, so she says, if I can just touch his clothes, my goodness, just touch his clothes. Well, according to the scripture, her, that was her last resort was Jesus. And the crowd was so massive. So she began to push her way through. And just then, the way opened up. As I can maybe, in my mind, see her as people probably don't know this. The Bible don't say this. But see, she was socially unclean, and people didn't want to be around her. Can't you just imagine people pushing her away? And all of a sudden, maybe she begins to fall. And as she falls, she reaches and just barely gets to touch his clothes. And at that very instant, the Bible says at that very instant, immediately, she felt something. Something she had never felt in the 12 years that she'd been sick. She felt something. She felt better. And in that moment of her touching and feeling something, the Bible says Jesus said he turned and he looked around because he too felt something. He felt power go out of him. You know what kind of power that was? It was healing power. And it was from the, from the God we know that loves us. He felt something. So he turns. Now him knowing everything, he knew everything. But he turns and says, who touched me? Well, the disciples said, Lord, what's wrong with you? I mean, there's, there's hundreds of people around here. And people are all over you. What do you mean? Who touched you? He said, not only would the, did I feel a touch, I felt something. I hope you feel something this morning, something within. The Holy Spirit of God touching you different than it's ever been. 
Listen, it may not be God's will for every person to be healed here physically. But we will, as his child, we'll be healed one day. And it might be through taking us out of this world. But Jesus said, hey, I know I'm being touched, boys. I'm not that dumb. But I felt something. I felt power go out of me. And he spotted her. There she is. And probably when he pointed and said, there she is, she probably was so embarrassed. So she paws at his feet and just gives him everything. What did she have? Nothing but herself. That's all God wants. Why did he die for me? Why did he die for you? He just wants us. And if he gets us, listen, if he gets us heart, soul, mind, then he'll get everything else. You mark it down. If you give your heart and your life to God, he'll get everything else. And he won't have to beg for it. He won't have to plead for it. He won't have to cause something to happen to cause us to want to give. We will automatically want to give. Just like the woman, automatically. She just said, here it is. Because she'd been touched. She didn't touch his body. She just touched his clothes. Can you imagine what it might have been like if Jesus had turned as she was falling and just caught her in his arms? Can you imagine that? But he didn't. But he felt something. She felt something. The main thing is she was healed. And the Lord acknowledged that. He felt something. And daughter, you can be healed. It's amazing. As I read through this and I thought about her, you know, her debt and her dream and her desire. But don't you know she had a delight? <laughs> Can you imagine what's, when she got home <laughs> or seeing some of them doctors out and they say, hey, you haven't been to see me lately? Don't need to. <laughs> you haven't been in to pick up your medicine lately? Don't need it. Now, I'm thankful. Listen, I, I'm thankful for doctors. They have their place. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for medication. I mean, I, I, I even take a pill to keep my esophagus from having contractions. Hey, if I, didn't, if I don't take it, I mean, it tightens up and it squeezes and I begin to have chest pains and shortness of breath. I'm thankful for that pill. I'm thankful that I have means to be able to, to purchase the medication. But the Bible says she's going to spend it all. She didn't have anything else to go on. Evidently, I mean, she didn't even have family supporting her. You know, she may have left home that morning. Where are you going? Listen, are you going back to the doctor? No. I'm going to find Jesus. I've heard he's coming to town, and I'm going to find him. Well, you'll never get to him. He's so popular. You'll never get to him. Hey, don't forget that desire and that dream. And then her delight. She felt something. So did Jesus. Look at verse 30, would you please? And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, that power had gone out of him, Turned him about in the 
midst of all the people that were pressing him and said, Who touched my clothes? As I said, he knew. He looked around about it to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She confessed all of her sin. You can't hold something back, y'all. God knows everything. He wants us to confess our sins, get our heart clean so he can use us. And he said unto her, Daughter, your faith hath made you whole. Faith. Because she said, if I can just touch his clothes. Faith hath made you whole. Go in peace and be writ of this plague. You know I, what I thought about and what I want to just talk to you briefly about? How sensitive is Jesus? How sensitive is he? I asked you and I asked myself, how sensitive are we to one another? You know, all of us got troubles somewhere. We all got problems somewhere. How sensitive are we to one another in our needs when we say, how are you doing? Do we really mean that or is it just a way of conversation? I hope that you mean, how, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite well, pretty shape I'm in. How sensitive is Jesus? I want to give you several things that I believe, excuse me, how sensitive he is. First of all, Jesus is sensitive enough to feel our pain. Whether that pain is physically, emotionally, spiritually or mentally. He, he is sensitive to our pain. And we think sometimes, well, why am I having to go through this so long? Can you imagine a piece of pottery when it comes off the wheel, it's still wet, it's done been formed, but then comes the furnace, the pain, the heat. But after it's over and somebody puts paint on it, you wouldn't even recognize it. But look what he had to go through. Is he sensitive? He's sensitive to your pain, I promise you. He knows our infirmities. Another thing, how sensitive is Jesus? He's sensitive enough to know our passions. What is your passion? He's sensitive, sensitive enough, enough to know your and my passion. Our passion. Are you passionate about what? Are you passionate about lost souls? You want to, you want to, Listen, I, I already told you, but I want to challenge every one of us, including this right here, this week. Don't go empty-handed. Don't come back here next Sunday and say, I didn't have a chance to give out them two brochures. That's not asking much, because every one of us in here, you will be somewhere where people are. You'll be somewhere. It's school, out to eat, to get gas, to go buy groceries, to go to the drugstore, to go to the doctor. You're going somewhere. You say, what if they don't take it? Say, okay, give it to somebody else. There'll be two people in your crossings this week that will take those brochures. Somebody will take them. Give it to them with a smile. Say, I want to give you some. If you're not in church, 
We'd be glad to have you. You say, yes, I'm in church. Don't need your brochure. Well, I'll thank you for your time. Find you somebody else. Where is your passion? Our passion needs to be about people. Jesus, as he went along, and all this throng of people around him, because he was about people. But yet, he took time to turn and to spot the one who'd received the power that went out of him that healed her. He's sensitive about your pain. He's sensitive about your passion. But I tell you something else. He's sensitive enough to know our patience. Hmm. To know our patience. How far can we be pushed before we're over the edge? He knows. He knows our patience. Bible says, let patience have her way. Let it run its course. This is crazy though, but be patient through it. He knows he is sensitive to our patience. He is also sensitive enough to know where we're persecuted. You may be made fun of this week trying to Give this to someone. Make sure you hand it to them. Where it says, First Baptist, don't, don't give it to them upside down, okay? Hand it to them there. And I want to challenge you something else. It won't hurt anything if you write your name and phone number on the bottom of it. Because they may get home and somebody say, who gave that to you? I have no idea. Right on the bottom right there it says, Kenny Owen. There's his phone number. Wonder what he did that for. No, call him up. Put your name and number on there. I challenge it. God knows. He wants to be a part of what you and I are involved in, okay? And he is sensitive as we go through life. He's sensitive to our pain. He's sensitive to our passions, our patience, our persecutions. He's also, listen, He's sensitive enough to know our pleasures. What do we take pleasure in? I want you to listen to this story. It's a true story. I won't call his name because he's here. I wouldn't do anything to embarrass him. But he'll know who he is when I start telling the story because he told me the story and I thought it was a great story. You get to an oppor- have an opportunity um, to share Christ. Some of you like to hike. Great. Some of you like to camp. Ride motorcycles. Some of you like to fish. And the story was the man went fishing and carried a friend with him who did not know the Lord. And he simply says, you know, when we get out there on the lake, I'm going to talk to him about Jesus because he can't walk off. He can't walk off. Take advantage of every opportunity, even through your pleasures. Through your pleasures. The funeral I had this week, I visited the old boy many times. And he and I had several things in common. We rode horses. We rode motorcycles. And on this particular day, I simply got out. I said, I want to know for sure. I want, to, I want to know for sure where you stand with the Lord. What, how, how is it with you and God right now? 
And he didn't have a relationship. Long story short, he, he prayed. He invited Jesus into his heart. And I got to baptize him. And I was able to share that story at his funeral service. Take advantage of it. In your pleasures, God is sensitive enough to know our pleasures. Listen, he's also sensitive enough to know our and about our possessions. Sensitive enough to know about our possessions. You know, I hope it don't ever come to this, but it could. You know, businesses today have to take inventory, right? In other words, find out what's on the shelf, log it in, and that's what they pay tax on a lot of times at the end of the year is what's sitting on the shelf. That's why we get such good deals toward the end of the year. They're trying to clear the shelves off so they don't have to pay for that. What if... This government says, okay, men, you're going to have to pay taxes on all your stuff, your possessions, all these little trinkets and things we like to have that we call our stuff, you know, our possessions. God is sensitive and knows about our possessions. He's also sensitive enough to know our poverty. This lady was in poverty, literally. The Bible says she had spent everything. You know who I thought about when I read this about this? It says, says a certain woman. I thought about the widow who wanted to give an offering. Really didn't have it to give. But the Bible says she gave it all. Here is another woman who had spent all. And then Jesus is a last resort. But at least she called on him. At least she sought him. At least she touched his clothes. And he was sensitive enough that the power left him and went into her, even though she had nothing to give except herself. He's sensitive enough to know about our poverty. I tell you something else. He's sensitive enough to know and he hears our prayers. Simple. Go with me just a moment for the, on, on the cross where the thief hung on the cross, the one that called on the Lord to help him. Can you imagine what must have been going through his mind? Hey, I'm dying. I mean, he's looking there. He's looking to the left, the right. His, his hands is bleeding. You know, hey, he's been nailed to this cross. And I'm satisfied as a boy, and he walked the roads, he'd seen many people dying on the cross. Never entered his mind that he'd be hanging on the cross. And he's thinking, oh, what can I do? Man, I can't get loose. Can't you imagine him rehearsing? Well, what should I say to Jesus? Should, should I just go back and confess all my sins to him? What, what should I say? I, I mean, I've only got seconds here. My blood is fastly leaving my body. What can I say? And he simply said, Lord, remember me when I come into your presence. That's a simple prayer, isn't it? Simple. He is sensitive to our prayers, whether they're this long or this long. Bible says we're to pray without ceasing. We should, all, we should have a prayer in our mind all the time. When you, when you leave your home every morning this week with these, Lord, put somebody in my path that'll take this. And don't throw it in the trash. God will put somebody in your path if you're serious. He knows your, your, your prayer, and he hears the prayer. 
And he wants to answer the prayer. I'm serious. My, my, my uh, nephew by marriage, that's, that's what I understand they do. They just pass the word out. Tell people about the church. Are you telling anybody about our church? Are you telling anybody about Jesus? He's sensitive to our prayers. Listen, he's also sensitive enough to know our problems. I guarantee you, Jesus knew that woman had done spent all her money. He knew the doctors, <coughs> excuse me, the doctors that she had been to. He knew. He knew all the medicine that she'd probably been taking. He knew it hadn't done any good. What if she'd have said, well, I'm just not going. I don't feel like going. He's not going to acknowledge I'm there anyway. She'd still have that issue of blood. She had to put forth effort. And she put forth that effort. And she would not give up. She pushed her way into the presence of Jesus. And touched the garment. The hem of his garment. And he realized that. And he, he knew her problems. And he eliminated the biggest one. And that was the issue of blood. And he eliminated her sins. Forgave her. He said you can be whole. Whole. Complete. Jesus don't do anything halfway. It's all the way or nothing. But he needs something to work with. Okay? He's sensitive to our problems. Listen, let me give you one more. He's also sensitive enough to know when we prosper. Sensitive enough to know when we prosper. Bible talks about giving back that which rightfully belongs to God as we have prospered. If we don't, it says we're robbing God. We're a thief. God is sensitive. The Lord Jesus is sensitive to our needs. You may be in debt. You may have done spent all, but listen, make sure you have a dream. A dream and a desire so that you can have that delight in knowing, hey, my sins are forgiven. My slate's wiped clean. And I can go forward and serve the Lord Jesus right now in this very room. He's sensitive to know if you're hurting physically. He's sensitive enough to know if you're hurting uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know, I would say the worst shape that we could possibly get in would be painfully on the spiritual side. Not having the Lord as our Savior. Who do people call on? You know, kids, y'all going back to your high schools. You know, Walhalla has been hit with death. West Oak has been hit with death. You're going back to school. And that one person, if you knew her, is not going to be there. She's gone. You know, what about you? What if it were you guys? What if it was one of you? Where would you be right now? What if it was us as parents? A child. What would you do? Listen, God is sensitive. He knows where you are right now in your life. 
right now. But I beg you, uh, allow him to speak to your heart and get things right. As he is sensitive to you, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God, that you would just call on Jesus, and if you're lost, that you'd be saved, that you'd come and just pour your heart out to him. Say, I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. You come. I'll help you to know what to say. But the Lord is sensitive to your needs. Don't put things off. Don't put things off because, hey, your time, my time, may come this afternoon. It may come this afternoon. You do be praying for Pastor Jeremy because, hey, that's a tough spot to be in, y'all. I've been in that spot. What do you say? Tough. But God is sensitive to know where people are hurting. He's promised to be there. I beg you, be sensitive to the Lord because he is sensitive to you and me. Father, help us. Help us to call upon you. Help us to trust you. Help us not to worry about what somebody might think or what somebody might say, but help us to get it right. Thank you, Father, for being sensitive to save my soul. Thank you for allowing me to be sensitive to know that you were calling me and that you wanted to touch me. I thank you for my physical ability and and my spiritual ability and Lord help me to grow in this Lord I'm not finished I'm, I'm still under construction and you're not through with me and I pray that you'd help me to look to you Lord because without you I'm nothing speak to our hearts today and we'll praise and thank you for all that you do for us for we ask it in Jesus name Amen